Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Back to Ashes. My name is Phoenix. I'd like to thank the reform members of the channel. Luz Crispin, Tammy Slayton, CAG, Interscare Wifey, Denise S., Through Scrutiny, Samantha Place, Stephanie McLaren, Corpse Lover, Norman D.W., Christy Elias, Cindy Cleveland, and Patty's niece. If you are new here and enjoy what you are hearing or you haven't done so already, please don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment. Not only does it help the channel out, but it reminds you of every time I upload a video. If you would like to learn how to become a member or buy me a coffee as a special thank you, that link can be found down below. Now, with all of that being said, it is time to go back to ashes. For once we arise from the ashes, we are a bigger, brighter, stronger, and a happier person in the morning. Sit back, relax, kick back, grab a snack, or tuck in to get warm and prepare for this dose of vocal melatonin entitled True Middle of Nowhere Stories. Right after this intro and ad will play, I'll read the first story and ad will play, and after that there will be no more ads within this video. This is not my story, but my girlfriend's. Her and a few friends, two gals and a guy, went camping to a remote place in the woods for fun. It was like a little turnout near a random forest service road. The guy friend, who I will refer to as Manly Man, was actually a scarred twip and hated sleeping in the woods, but for whatever reason, loved being out there. In order to alleviate his fears, we brought a dose of sleeping aid, either Ambien or OCT Benadryl, I don't quite remember. Fast forward to around dusk, they are enjoying a fire and generally jesting when a truck rolls up. Lifted, loud, you know the type. One guy gets out of the passenger door, another stays in the cab. They want directions to somewhere that no one has heard of and want to use a phone since they had no service. After being told that no one else had service, he proceeds to ask questions like, Just you four up here? Did you know there are bears? which there weren't in the Oregon Valley, by the way. Are you carrying any protection from wild animals? Rather annoying and innocuous stuff, until fast forward again to the middle of the night when Manly Man is thoroughly knocked the hell out and headlights pop up on the road. An engine roars closer. My girlfriend wakes up spooked. Engine stops. Headlights cut. No noise for a couple minutes, then rustling. Girlfriend wakes up and they all start freaking out and trying to ruse Manly Man. Eventually, he wakes up and groggily agrees that the rustling is real. He is a bit nervous. They listen for a while longer, and after the noise gets closer, they start shouting out, Who's there? And all that. No answer. Rustling stops. Needless to say, they threw their camping stuff in the trunk and got the hell out of there. They passed, yes, the same truck a bit down the road. No one was inside. Either those pricks were playing a prank or legit up to some shitty things. But either way, not how you want to be woken up. They ended up crashing at Manly Man's house in the living room and playing Risk for the rest of the day. About three months ago, my wife, then fiancé, and I were driving from Oregon to Arizona. We were in a part of Nevada that was in the middle of nowhere. We are on the road of a 70-mile stretch with no cell service, and it was midnight. My wife is a small girl, only five foot one, 100 pounds. I often joke when I go to see her at work, Oh, it must be take your child to work day. She's that small. It was my wife's turn to drive at this point, so I reclined in my seat out of view, sleeping. She shakes me awake and says, This guy's been following me on my ass for a while. I don't know what his issue is. I glance back to see a big F-350, only about 10 feet behind us. I tell her to speed up, figuring he was just wanting us to go faster. 
but he keeps the same distance from us. All of a sudden, he shoots into the oncoming lane, overtakes us, then proceeds to slow down in front of us, bringing his and our speed to only about 10 miles per hour. She backs off a considerable distance when he slams on his brakes and starts opening his door. At this point, I sit all the way up, I'm a pretty big guy, and roll my window down. He spots me, slams his door shut, and takes off. I'm not one to jump to conclusions, but I feel that if he didn't see me, he would have definitely tried to take my wife. It shook us up pretty bad, and at the next gas station we found, the attendant called it in. Luckily, I got his plate numbers. And that's why you don't drive in the middle of nowhere alone in the middle of the night. You never know who is out there. I love telling this story, but keep in mind, this really, really scares the shit out of me. This happened my senior year of college, Christmas break 2006. I worked for a professor that asked me to house and dog sit for him while he was out of town to see the bowl game that we were in. He was gone for three days and had a huge piece of land in the middle of nowhere. I invited my girlfriend at the time. He had horses and fishing and a gator to ride on, etc., etc. So, the first two nights went down with no incident, but the last night... His little floofy dog is having a fit. She keeps barking at the back door. At first, we blow it off, but decide to lock the door inside in case of a coyote or something. After a while, we start to get a little creeped out. I keep saying it's probably an animal and we'll be fine. My girlfriend, who's not too bright, wants to go investigate to see what's outside. So I lock the door behind her. <laughs> Just kidding. She goes outside and says she saw something small and gray, probably a coyote, and it ran off. So, just an animal, no worries, but by this time, we're pretty spooked. The dog now starts barking at the window on the other side of the house. We're still trying to ignore it, but a little worried. We decide to get into bed. Awkward silence. Then I hear it. It sounds like a young girl singing a soft, eerie lullaby. I don't say anything, hoping that my mind is playing tricks on me. My girlfriend says, Let's get the hell out of here. I say, Why? She says, You don't hear that little girl singing? Okay, let's get the hell out of here. And we got the hell out. I even called someone to talk to me while we walked out to my car. Next morning, went to clean up the house and such. That was the most scared I had ever been in my life. I was visiting family in the U.S. when I was a kid. We were on a three-hour drive in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. I had to take a piss real bad. My dad eventually pulls the car over so I could go piss in the woods. This was at like 11 in the morning. I went far off the road and into the woods because I didn't want anyone to see me. I wound up being completely out of sight of my family and the road itself. I start taking a piss next to this large rock. I noticed up ahead that there were these three figures digging around in the dirt. At first I was like, damn, these people are going to see me. So I decided to finish with pissing as soon as I could. As I kept an eye on them, I noticed that they definitely weren't human. They seemed to be in suits. However, they also looked naked you could see that they had genitals swinging between their legs. At this point, I thought, to hell with this, I'm getting out of here. I quietly slipped away from the rock and ran back to the road and my family's car. A few years later, I was watching Unsolved Mysteries, and there was an episode that had the classic gray-type alien, and it looked exactly 
like the things I saw. One night, my cousin and I were driving to pick up my brother in Kissimmee, Florida, a few hours away from my home. We were driving down a long two-way highway that occasionally has temporary passing lanes for about a mile. It must have been around 1 a.m. We noticed a fully blacked-out Crown Vic in front of us on the road. He must have been going 55 in a 75. A passing lane finally comes and we attempt to pass him. He begins to speed up. We speed up even more so we could attempt to pass him. I finally look at my speedometer and we are going 105 miles per hour. We decided to slow down and just let him keep going ahead. He kept his speed up for at least 15 minutes. We had lost sight of him for a while until the highway finally turns into a multiple lane highway. I finally get ahead of him and me being the dumbass I am, I had the chance to block him by driving by another car. He's getting upset at this point, flashing his lights off and on. Fast forward about five minutes and I finally stopped caring and let him pass, thinking it was over. He passes by and starts doing the weirdest things. He would turn off his lights for long periods at a time, 30 seconds to a minute. Mind you, this road is pitch black. No street lights. What in the hell? We finally get to our exit, and he's still ahead of us by a few car lengths. Thinking this was over, we went back to listening to our music and talking about random stuff. We were driving down a pitch black back street. It looks like the iconic street you think of when you hear about murders in the middle of nowhere. We were driving down this road for at least 20 minutes. Out of nowhere, we see the car lights behind us. This mother effer somehow managed to get behind us and follow us with no headlights on. A tiny freaking street in the middle of bum F nowhere, Florida. We speed and he's right on our trail, keeping up with us at 90 miles per hour. He keeps on being a sketchy bitch. We finally get to our final turn into my uncle's neighborhood where my brother lived. At this point, I already called my brother and he was outside waiting with a shotgun in hand. I see the black crown Vic drive past slowly, roll down his window to see a dark figure inside the vehicle. I could barely make it out, but I honestly think I saw him smirking at us. That's the last time I saw him again. So, to start off, let me say that I am naturally jumpy and really wary of my surroundings. I'm not a quiet or shy person, trying to avoid people. I do, however, feel like I have a great sense of when something's wrong or strange, and will try to avoid it. Anyway, I hope you like my story. I'm from a country in Europe where murder or crime is generally really, really rare, so you can imagine that people aren't that afraid to walk around alone. However, I rarely go out myself at night because I'm from a small town and the surrounding woods creep me out. When with friends, however, I do enjoy the night strolls. So last week, me and my best friend went out on our usual walk. We know the roads really well. We walk the same path every time. And together, we had a lot of fun, so we never think about scary things that could happen. The first three-fourths of our path is well lit by street lamps, and there are houses around. Not a lot of them, but they're there. Then we arrive at the tunnel. From where on, there's no lights, and the asphalt road turns into a rocky and pebble one. We come there and spot a white van standing in front of the tunnel, to this side of the ditch that runs there. It's not turned on, and we are really creeped out by it but we just joke about how someone's going to follow us. 
When we pass by, I mention that I think I see a silhouette of someone inside, but my friend gets angry at me for scaring her. After we cross the tunnel, the path turns left, and you have to walk uphill. It's not a long or hard walk before you come up on top of that hill and have to go down again. From that point on, you are surrounded by woods on one side and with an open hops field on the other. It's really dark, but we consider having a fun conversation for about five minutes or so before the lights start shining from behind us. It's not weird for cars to pass. There are a lot of farms like a mile or two ahead, so we move to the side and continue walking slow to let the car pass by. However, we look back again and realize it's not a car, but actually the white van from before. We kind of freak out and hope it's going to pass. Well, it doesn't. We kept walking slowly for another 50 to 100 meters and the van is slowly trailing behind us. When we speed up, we hear it rev up as well. And when we slow down, so does the vehicle. I bump my friend on the shoulder, looking her straight in the eyes and just say, run, the field is to the left, now. We both made a run for it as fast and far away as we could. We almost trip on the piles of soil because there's a lot of them in the hops field. We finally jump down and hid behind one of the bumps on the ground and just wait. The van stops, turns on the strong headlights, and two men exit. They have hoods on and they're each holding the flashlights, shining in our direction, scanning the field. I think a minute or two passed before they enter the van, turn it around on the spot, and drive back from the direction we came. We've never been this freaked out, and we just ran home through the field. The houses started again right by the end of it, so we felt safe when we got there. I don't know who the people were, and I've never been fuddled like this before. I think we'll stay off that path for quite some time, from now on. I went on a backpacking trip with a friend when I was younger. We did a one-week trip backpacking a portion of the Appalachian Trail. At night, we would start a small fire for cooking and heat. I can't even begin to explain how dark it really was. There was no moonlight. It was literally, creepily pitch black. We were quietly sitting by the fire after dinner, crickets chirping, insect noises, typical sound you'd hear in the woods. The noise was loud, not like brutally loud, but loud enough that you noticed it. We basically sat there and listened to the crackle of our fire in nature. All of a sudden, the symphony stopped on a dime. The only noise left was the crackle of our fire. Dead silence. It quickly went from relaxing to terrifying. Usually, when an insect stops making noise, it's because there is a predator near. When every insect stops making noise, that usually indicates a pretty big predator. Mix that with how dark it was, the light from our fire basically got swallowed by darkness. Now how could this get worse? We started hearing footsteps in the woods around our camping area, not running but creeping. Whatever it was would walk for a bit, then stop, then walk a bit, then stop. We couldn't see anything. The words, we are being stalked, came out of my mouth. So now my friend and I are terrified. We are as close to the fire as we can get without actually being in the fire. We both had sidearms. It still didn't make me feel any better or safer. So the footsteps were getting closer. Not faster, just louder. So whatever was creeping around in the woods was now headed to our general area. At this point, I am just like... Well, this is how it ends. So now you have two guys huddled around a campfire, 
waiting for something to come through a wall of darkness into the firelight and maul the shit out of us. Then we finally met our fate. A very feminine voice saying, Hello, I'm Finley, we're coming towards you. And two wildlife biologists walk out of the darkness. They were studying bats. Obviously, the best time to study bats would be at night. It was a man and a woman, and they sat with us for a few minutes and told us the entire process. It was really neat to listen to. They also wanted to let us know that they'd be out and about in our area for most of the night. They didn't want to scare us. Well, too effing late. We chit-chatted for a couple more minutes, and then they went back on their way. After they were out of the hearing distance, my friend looked at me and said, I peed my pants to stay warm, not because I was scared. It's a survival tactic. Up until I heard that, hello, I was honestly waiting for an angry Sasquatch to come charging out of the woods, pick me up, and use me like a baseball bat to beat my friend to death. So, my scariest experience in the woods was meeting two wildlife biologists. So, I used to live in part of Memphis, Tennessee. That was a little shaky. I was right on the edge of what some would call the ghetto but also there was a nearby area that was pretty secluded and desolate as I lived on the outskirts of the city, kind of near the industrial part, near Raleigh for anyone familiar. Anyway, I was an eight-year-old boy when this happened, and my sister was five years my senior. The two of us went for walks on occasion. This time, we went to the back of the housing division and further than we'd gone before. This area was pretty dirty and desolate for such a city. Just train tracks and a nearby industrial facility. Lots of dry, tan grass coming through spots in the railroad gravel. Lots of dusty crap people dumped illegally around the trucks. There used to be a pack of stray dogs that walked around my neighborhood, but other than that, no people or cars would really ever be seen out there. Not that far behind my neighborhood, anyway. We were just walking along the tracks, talking, throwing rocks, when I see some strange movement just beyond the tree line of this small wooded area, about 40 feet ahead and on the left a bit. I told my sister to look as we walked a bit closer. We had made it to about 10 or 15 feet away from the wooded area, when we realized the moomit was in fact a mime of all things, in the middle of nowhere seemingly, hidden amongst the trees and thick dead vines that adorned the edge of the wooded area, painted face, black striped shirt with black pants. He had the exaggerated expression of a mime too. His eyes got really wide and he seemed to start performing for us for a moment. He was kind of doing it in a way to, I guess, attract us? Maybe entice us into the wooded area where he stood, or lurked, for that matter. I honestly couldn't tell you much about him, as we ran away quickly. I do, however, remember that it was very hot outside that day, and his makeup was pretty dingy and gross, as were his clothes. I know this sounds pretty unbelievable, but I assure you it happened. Otherwise, it would be on no sleep. I sometimes wonder who that mime was. I'm sure he wasn't there to kidnap children, but who knows what would have happened if we'd gone into the thicket. And why there? He was just simply insane, I think. My mind was gone, which is far more creepy than any kidnapping stranger I have read about. First of all, I am German, so please forgive me with my English. It is not my native tongue. 
Story took place at my parents' house, in the middle of nowhere, two kilometer radius, no other houses in the Black Forest. My mom and dad went out for a little partying with my uncle, me, about eight years old, and my little sister, about six years old, had to stay at home. No big deal. We were home alone very often since my parents went out a lot. Eight-year-old me served some snacks for me and my sis and watched TV in my parents' bed, which was on the upper floor. We loved to watch TV together, like all kids do. After one or two hours, we fell asleep and the TV went off automatically. Fast forward in the middle of the night. Help! From outside the window, which was open. I woke up immediately and was scared as hell. I was completely awake at this point, but I wasn't sure if it was real. About 20 seconds later, my sister asked me if I heard that. My heart sank in my back. It was real. I told her yes, it sounded like mom, she confirmed, but scared as hell laying in my parents' bed, too scared to move. Another, oh, oh. Fast as lightning, I ran to the window, leaving the safety of the bed. I shout out for my mom, but nobody responds. My sis is asking me if mom is outside and what she was doing there. Another time, a loud help scream. I shout as loud as I could. Mom, are you out there? Where are you? Crying. But nobody responds. I run back into my parents' bed, creeped out and scared as hell. Me and my sister are crying like a waterfall. Another scream for help. I told my sister to stay in bed while I am running downstairs to get the phone and call mom or dad. I collected all my braveness. I ran down almost flying picking up the phone and back up into the bed. Heartbeat rate 180. I call my mom. Nobody answers. I call my dad. Again, nobody answers. And I hadn't heard from them since they stepped out of the door. Another help scream. Me and my sister never had a good relationship, but in this situation, we stuck together. And I was there to protect her and the house from I don't know what. We fell asleep in each other's arms, crying. Fast forward to the next morning at 8 a.m., we woke up and nobody was in the bed. Still scared, we walked down the stairs looking for mom and dad, but they were not home. I told my sister to lay on the couch while I am looking out of the window. I went to the kitchen window to take a look. I was watching for a blood trail or something. I was eight. But nothing. I ran to my sister and we waited on the couch to get a sign of my parents. We didn't say anything. 9 a.m. They are opening the door completely tired, telling us they had a car accident in the night around the same time we heard the help screams. We couldn't answer the phones because they had zero percent. My sister started to tell them what had happened. I already knew they wouldn't believe us. I swear that it really happened and that it is 100% true, but to this day, they don't believe us I'm an American born woman but my mother was born in South Africa having immigrated in the 90s growing up she always taught me to be on guard and to be extremely cautious it was simple things like driving up to an ATM at night while my mom was using the machine, I had to look out of the window while my sister would look out of another so that we could see if someone was coming. I had always wanted to visit South Africa, and when I was 17, I went as a graduation present. I ended up staying with my grandparents, who were both in their late 70s. My grandmother was hell-bent on showing me as much of the country as possible, even though my grandmother's Alzheimer was worsening, and traveling was becoming harder. 
Regardless, we took off from Johannesburg towards Cape Town. We would drive for up to six hours at a time. Anyone who has been to South Africa knows that you can go hundreds of miles and see nothing but grass. It was incredibly beautiful, but eerie. Once we drove into wine country in the Cape, we began passing signs that said, don't pull over for people selling grapes. As we were near the vineyards and people would steal grapes and then sell them on the side of the road. Around hour three or four of the day, my grandfather was getting antsy. He was obsessing with the GPS in the car, plugged it in and unplugging it, cursing and getting frustrated. Eventually, the thing just kept repeating, recalculating for hours on end. My patience was wearing thin, and I was trying to take it from him so I could fix it, but he wouldn't let me touch it. Finally, my grandmother had had enough and pulled over. The stretch of road was narrow and lined by trees. It was probably mid-afternoon, but we were the only car in sight, and it was silent. My grandparents were reading the GPS instructions and arguing. My grandmother turned around. Keep watch out of the back window. I kind of smiled to myself, remembering what my mom used to say to me. I glanced at my phone, which had no service, and scrolled through the camera roll for the 300th time that day. I casually looked up and turned toward the back window, and my heart stopped. A man had come out of the forest and was running full sprint at our car. I found my voice and yelled, Go! to my grandmother, and her instincts kicked in and we took off. We drove away and the man was just left standing there. My grandmother explained that often when travelers pulled over the grape cellars, they would be people waiting in the trees who would come out and rob you, sometimes violently. It doesn't get much vulnerable than a teenage girl and an elderly couple, one of which was obviously suffering with Alzheimer's. Thank you, Mom, for teaching me how to be cautious. As the title suggests, a few years back, maybe in like 2013, I was out visiting my uncle's house in a pretty low population area of northern Colorado that was founded in the early 1800s. There are a lot of dirt roads and a super old cemetery with graves from that century as well. We would go out there with the intention of ghost hunting in the cemetery and also finding new spots to explore including a house that we've encountered. A spirit telling us audibly to get out, right before we saw red eyes appear about six feet high in the doorway. Not being scared off, we continued to explore different spots going up there almost every weekend for a few months. There were several strange events that we experienced, and definitely the strangest by far occurred one night while out driving around with my uncle and three of my cousins. The first part of this story happened at about 2 a.m. on a dirt road, about a 15-minute drive from any form of civilization. So, we're driving down the road and come to a bridge where there's a pretty fast-flowing river going underneath. So, we decide it's a good spot to stop and check it out. Next to the bridge and river, there's a large grain field stretching way out to a small forest maybe a half a mile away in the distance. We are about to walk into the field by way of dirt path heading towards the forest. After walking around for a few minutes, watching the water and not really having anything happen, we're getting ready to go and we see a small orange light appear in the middle of the grain starting to slowly bob up and down, slowly coming towards us. Keep in mind that we're out in the middle of nowhere and there's no homes or any forms of civilization nearby for a few miles. So we see this light and get a little nervous thinking maybe it is like a person out there who owned the land somehow and were coming to tell us to leave. 
so we get back in the car and start to slowly drive away while watching the light. The strange thing about the light is it was square and almost looked like a lantern, and it seemed to come out of nowhere. So, as we are slowly rolling away, the light starts to pick up speed towards us. I'm talking like at least 10 miles an hour fast, just moving through the grain field. So, we're officially spooked at this point, and we start to drive faster away. And above a quarter of the mile down the road, my uncle's van just dies. All electronics go out, and the engine shuts off, and we're just rolling slowly surrounded by silence, still able to see the light in the field not slowing down. So my uncle luckily gets the van, started back up, and we fly out of there. Fast forward to a week later, we all go back up there to the exact spot to kind of check it out during the day, and we get to the bridge and all get out and make a startling discovery. Under the bridge, where only a week ago there was a fast-flowing river, It's just a dried up narrow pathway where you could tell a river once was. It looked like it had been dried up for years. After being confused for a minute, we decided that there was something strange about this area and that we should come back later at night to see what happens. So we go about our day and wait for it to get dark out. At around 1 a.m., we headed back over to the spot and the whole vibe everywhere was just super weird. So we pull up and shut off the van, and all take a second to muster up the strength and get out of the car. One of my cousins and I decided to start to walk up the dirt path that led alongside the grain field towards the foresty pretty close to where we saw the light floating the week before. So we're just walking along, kind of bullshitting, trying to talk to each other to distract ourselves and not be nervous. We're just walking along, and it's pretty quiet. There's nothing happening. So as I'm starting to pull my phone out to have it ready to record in case anything happened, we hear my uncle start yelling for us to hurry and come back in a super concerned voice. So we turn around and we're maybe a little over a quarter mile away from the car and we start back not in a hurry or anything and maybe five seconds go by and there's a loud sound that goes off out towards the forest. I always have trouble explaining exactly how it sounded but it was just this deep roaring sound almost exactly like the one you hear in Cod Black Ops Zombies. When you turn on the power in the theater, just like no animal or human sound I've ever heard before. Anyways, we hear that and just take off running full speed back towards the car. I covered that distance in less than 30 seconds and was back in the car with the door locked faster than I have ever thought possible. After my cousin and I calmed down after a few minutes... We all get out of the car and tell my uncle and other cousin what we heard. He then told us his reason he called to us to come back to the car in the first place because he saw three lights shoot up in the sky right above our heads and it freaked him out. After being all shaken up, we decide to leave. As we're driving back home, we were all just talking about how weird the vibe was all night. And just as my uncle was saying something, we start to pass by something on the side of the road and we're all like, what the hell is that? So we turned around and pulled up to it and get out. There's just a car on the side of the dirty road just flipped on its back, windows shattered. Just a fresh sign of an accident. So we're checking to see if anyone was hurt, but no one was around. Again, we're miles out in the middle of nowhere, with nowhere for anyone to go. Whoever crashed also left their purse behind, which we thought was strange. We checked the surrounding areas. No one was anywhere to be found. So we called the cops and let them know about the incident and headed home. Some weird stuff happened while I was trying to sleep throughout the night, like... Through the window, I could see the lights outside, 
kept turning on and off as I was laying in the dark by myself in the living room. So needless to say, I didn't get any sleep until the sun came up. After doing some reflection, I wasn't sure what to make of the whole situation and just figured it could be anything from like a spirit or skinwalker or like barefoot or something. And it was maybe just a coincidence with the car accident, but I wasn't sure. Now I've kind of pieced together that it may have been something like an alien encounter, like the lights in the sky that my uncle saw, the weird inhuman scream, and the car could have been like an abduction site where they'd bring the person back after some time and make them wake up thinking that they were just in a horrible accident. Only because it was just sketchy how the car was perfectly intact other than the windows being shattered and obviously the fact that it was completely flipped over. There was no second car or dented parts like if a second car had hit it and flipped it. And it was all flat land so it just didn't make sense that the car would just flip over once and not be all destroyed and scratched up or dented all the way around. It literally looked like someone picked it up and set it perfectly on its roof and just smashed out all the windows. But that's my weird story, and I feel strongly that it had to have been some sort of extraterrestrial encounter. Hey guys. I just had an encounter that I'd like to talk about. Hey guys, I just had an encounter that I'd like to talk about. I was out for a drive this evening through some back roads outside my small urban town at around 10.30 to 11 p.m. I've driven these roads dozens of times before and I've never had any issue, until tonight that is. Just as a preface, there are little to no houses along these specific roads, and there's never traffic, so it's very isolated. I'm cruising around the twisty roads, enjoying myself and kind of in my zone, when I come over the crest of a right turn that goes up a hill, which then sweeps down into a left flat turn, which has a guardrail along the right side of the road. As I crest the hill, I was going fairly slow, 40 to 50, as there are often deer and possums in the area. I noticed a moving figure along the guardrail. I began to slow some more, as I figure it's deer and didn't want to hit it. But as I got closer, I realized it's not a deer. It looks like a man. At this point, I'm barely moving, just creeping forward as close to it as I can and I realize it's a man who's crouched down in a sort of sleigh squat and he's now turned around to look at me in my headlights the first thing I noticed are he's not wearing any clothes save for a pair of tidy whities or an adult diaper his eyes are oddly large for an adult man and completely brown or black and his skin is ghostly white as I approach, I turn my brights on and he didn't even flinch. By now, I've completely stopped and started to reach down to get my phone as I wanted to take a video. This was a huge mistake. I look away for a split second to grab my phone from the passenger seat and as I'm starting to look down, he starts sprinting at me. He's running directly towards me. Holy shit. He gets up to my window and starts screaming. Not just like a man yelling, but like all the rage he's ever felt is coming out at this moment. And it's directly in me. He starts pounding on the window with his fists, all the while screaming his head off. This lasts for about three seconds before I throw it in first gear and peel out. Though it felt like a whole minute. As I'm accelerating... First gear in my car takes me to 40 miles per hour. I look at my rear view and realize he's keeping up with me. It's not until I get it into second, then third, 
and take it up at around 80 that I could no longer see him. He was running at inhuman speeds, trying to keep up. I flew the rest of the way home, afraid to stop or look in my mirrors. I got in the driveway, ran inside, and typed this up. I have no idea what in the hell I encountered, but I did, and I hated every freaking second of it. I'll be finding other routes to take when I take my nighttime drives in the future. Just to be sure, I don't mean him again. About 10 years ago, I lived in Virginia with my then-girlfriend, who was working on an internship there. We're pretty outdoorsy types and would periodically go hike in various places around where we lived. I can't remember exactly where it was, to be honest, but we had driven out into the middle of nowhere in order to hike a particular nature reserve. To get there, we drove a long ways down a windy country back road, and then the final bit was on a one-lane dirt road to the trailhead. Driving down the dirt road, there was nothing but pasture land for several miles, some empty, some full of cows. It was rather remote, sparsely populated, and I would guess that we passed maybe two to three houses, or their driveways anyway, in total. Probably a thousand acres per house kind of deal. We hiked uneventfully and got in the car to drive back home near sunset. The landscape was such that there were a lot of tiny rolling hills so we were driving up and down frequently. As we crested one of the hills, we both saw a man, 50-ish, farm truck, barreling down the road towards us at a somewhat alarming speed. Given the diminished visibility and the fact that it was literally a one-lane road with nowhere in sight to pull off, my girlfriend was driving, and we were both like, oh, shit, that guy is coming really fast. We are probably going to be in trouble. She slowed down in anticipation and we waited for the truck to arrive. And we waited. We did a couple more up and down the hills while nervously looking for the truck which had to be on us at any second by this time. Only the truck never arrived. It was the weirdest thing. We both saw it. We're both nervous about it hitting us. And the damn thing just disappeared. We hadn't passed any driveways. And once I realized that the truck was just gone, I kept my eye out for a driveway because that would explain it. No driveways. Zero. The truck was just gone. I'm a normally logical person, but I have no explanation other than I think that we saw a ghost truck. What do you think we saw out there that day? A few years ago, my friends and I went on a 45-mile three-night kayaking trip down the Green River in Kentucky, which runs about the Mammoth Cave System the world's largest known cave system with more than 400 miles of surveyed passageways. We brought everything we needed in our kayaks and in one canoe, food, tents, water, filtration, etc., and camped each night on the riverbank when it started getting dark and we found level enough ground. The first night was uneventful, except to say that there is nothing like a wall of fireflies against a mountainous black tree line at night in the middle of nowhere. The second day around sunset, after a long day of kayaking and baking in the July sun, we came upon a stream on the bank that opened up into a large ravine. The stream, as we found it, was a cave spring pouring out blue, freezing cold cave water into a lagoon about 30 feet wide, and so dipped the blue water, turned black after a few feet. The lagoon had a long sandy beach, 
secluded by hills on either side, and a tall overhanging cliff behind and above us. It was a beautiful, otherworldly place. Time moved very slowly there. We decided to camp there for the night. The sand was soft, white, and very fine. Idea for ground sleeping. For some reason, the place deeply frightened me, and I didn't speak up about it. We were all tired, and everyone was having fun. We built a small fire and enjoyed the stars through the leaf canopy for a while before everyone went to bed. I slept hard that night. At around 5 a.m., I woke up with an urge to relieve myself. It was still dark. I had the tent door zipper about halfway opened, and had just popped my head out when I heard a loud and terrible roar and scream. I immediately cowered back into the tent and zipped it closed, and I waited. The scream came from about ten feet to my left, near the dwindling fire. It was high-pitched, but not like an owl's screech, although I'm not ruling that out. It was a wretched, pained scream that got lower-pitched at the end. Being that we were in the middle of nowhere Kentucky, most likely it was a fox or boar or some kind of bird. Whatever it was, I lay awake for an hour, listening. I heard absolutely nothing. Granted, we were on a soft beach, but I didn't hear a single twig snap or leaf crinkle when whatever it was finally shuffled away. It was really bizarre. I should mention at this time that up the beach and off to the side of the lagoon was a small dry cave opening, maybe three feet wide. I cannot say with any certainty that it was not some ancient cave-dwelling creature that surfaced to investigate our camp. I somehow fell back asleep and awoke the next morning shaken. I asked if any of my friends heard the terrible scream, but no one had. We pressed on down the Green River. The third night, at dusk, we came upon a large rocky beach. We pulled our boats ashore and decided this would have to do, as we didn't want to go further downriver and risk being stuck on the water at dark. This rocky beach was where the river split into two, and the middle formed a collection of pale rocks, tall grass, and dried out wood a desolate pile of muck the size of a football field. The landmass was covered in jumping sand spiders and tiny frogs, again otherworldly. We set up camp, ate, and all went to bed at around the same time. It was silent for probably 20 or 30 minutes, I'm not sure. I was asleep, as the others most likely were. Suddenly, my dream was interrupted by what sounded like a booming, loud, mechanical wooden beast. I awoke and shot straight up. It was truly the loudest thing I have ever heard. It sounded like a massive bulldozer tearing down a tree and wood building. Then came a boom, followed by its echo throughout the river valley. The animals shifted and the birds flew away. We were all awoken by the crash and yelling in confusion at each other in our tents. Nothing but silent followed outside our tents, and no one was particularly willing to shine a flashlight towards the woods. Eventually, we all decided it was just a falling tree and went back to sleep. The next morning, I thought about it some more. It didn't sound like just a tree falling. I must stress it had a metallic quality, and it was projected purposefully. It also sounded like a roar. In the morning light, we found no evidence of anything out of the ordinary, nor any obvious fallen trees that could have made such a loud sound. So we packed up and headed out onto the river one last time to head home. My friends and I still talk about that trip and all the weird things that happened. We did the same kayak trip a couple years later, and nothing out of the ordinary happened. No mysterious forest noises to both my disappointment and relief.
starters, this is a story from my mother's side of the family from the early 1900s in rural eastern Ukraine, told by my great-great-grandmother. I never met her, but the tale passed from generation to generation. When my great-great-grandmother was a teenager, around 18 or 19 as I remember, she, some family, and friends went briefly traveling. I can't remember the why they did, but... That's not relevant for the story. I suppose it was just a hike or to get to another town. They traveled by horse at that time, so it would take quite some time, obviously, requiring camping throughout the whole thing. One night, the traveling company laid camp in a steep nearby forest and stationed their horses right by the campsite. It was quite deep into the night when my great-great-grandmother was awakened by the wind noises and the rumbling of the horses, which were clearly unnerved by something. Being a village girl, she knew she had to go out to check if anything was all right. And as she got out the tent and walked towards the horses, among the low, steep vegetation, she noticed a figure. It was smaller than her and was a very hairy being with clear human traces. It was a biped, kind of resembled an old man, and had very long hairy arms. The horses then calmed down, and it walked away as I remember, like my grandfather passed away. And it was he who told me this, and my mother isn't home right now, and I doubt she remembers the story very well, but I will update on that later if there is some misinformation. Growing up listening to Slavic folk tales, this didn't strike me as a spooky but more as magic and mysterious in a occult kind of way. If you get what I'm trying to say, my grandfather spent some time researching about it as most of people from this side of the family always had a lot of interest and sometimes connections to paranormal phenomena. But those are for other posts sometime. Maybe. Anyway, people always said it was a Leshy, protective spirit of the woods, or a Domovoy, protective spirit of the household. The latter doesn't seem convincing to me because this was in the middle of nowhere, basically. My guess is it was a Polivic. I'm now citing Wikipedia. Polivic is Slavic mythology or filled spirits that appear as a deformed dwarfs with different colored eyes and grass instead of hair. Any European folklore always had a very particular vibe to me. It was always mysterious yet blissful. Plus, how do you all see those beings? Like literal nature creations? Ancient humanoids? Fey energy spirits? Also, any similar stories are welcome, and I apologize for this long-ass story. And that, dear listeners, brings a close to these true middle-of-nowhere stories. If you are sleeping, I hope Slumberland is treating you comfortably. If you are awake, I hope you've enjoyed this collection. Until next time, I'll read to you soon. Please take care of yourselves. Have yourself a good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening. Peace, love, and light to you all.